This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and this Tuesday, like every other single day, I'm going to read you an article to make you a better real estate investor. The article comes from biggerpockets.com blog, but you're busy, so we give you the information in audio form too. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app slash landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. When it's this easy to make money, a bubble is getting ready to pop by Paul Moore. My friend Ron is a single-family developer on the East Coast. Ron has spent decades successfully developing subdivisions. He told me this shocking story the other day. He was planning to build 2,200-square-foot homes on about 40 lots that he had developed, hoping to sell these homes in the range of 350 k They were nothing special, but near a beach, so that helped. He saw a new house on the market in a subdivision across the street, and it was only 1,500 square feet and sold for over 400 k last spring. So he was very encouraged. He was surprised when it hit the market a few months later for $625,000. And it sold 
He was even more surprised when it hit the market again for $820,000 last month. It went pending quickly. And he told me the other day it actually sold for twenty k over the asking price at $840,000. Remember, this is for a 1,500-square-foot house that isn't beachfront. When it's this easy, something might be wrong. Do the numbers matter anymore? Another friend of mine is an outstanding multifamily syndicator. He told me about a multifamily property that is particularly challenging for his team. Before I go on, I want to say he is one of the best multifamily syndicators I know. He's got an excellent property management team, great marketing, great systems, and he usually doesn't make mistakes with acquisitions. Well, this was one mistake. He told me his net operating income was barely covering his debt service. His debt service coverage ratio was dangerously low. Because he uses floating rate debt, his interest rate was in the 2% range. His property management team had done all they could, but could not get the rent bumps they projected and the needed increases in net operating income. This was not a great investment. Then, it became one. My friend got an offer 50% higher than he paid for this asset. The new buyer, probably a less experienced syndicator, has a floating interest rate at approximately more than double my friend's at roughly 5%. Think about this. How in the world is this going to work? How is it going to end for the investors? I don't understand how the math works or how they got a loan, but that happens in times like this. In times that precede a market top, a bubble bursting, Debt flows freely, and syndicators gobble up every bit they can. The only way this could even work, in my mind, is if the buyer got extremely low LTV debt and is hoping, praying, and counting on inflation to rescue him and his investors. But that's not the point of this podcast today. The point is that my friend got out of a terrible investment with a very nice profit. Once again, when it's this easy... Something might be wrong. Lessons from Munger Charlie Munger, the legendary curmudgeon investing partner of Warren Buffett and vice chairman of Berkshire Hathaway, said, It's not supposed to be easy. Anyone who finds it easy is stupid. If Warren and Charlie invested in real estate, <laughs> I think they would be selling right now. That is, unless they could locate assets with significant intrinsic value that could be harvested. I've written, and there are podcasts on this too, and my firm has staked our future on it. This is not limited to just these two examples. I hear examples like this all the time. I mean all the time. And it is not limited to a few asset classes. I'm hearing stories like this in multifamily, single-family, self-storage, mobile home parks, and more. This type of behavior almost always precedes the top of the market in a big bubble that eventually bursts. I will admit... It's possible that massive inflation could save many of these speculators. But do you really want to count on that? I mean, do you really want to be in a position and put your investors in a position where things outside of your control have to go your way to make things work? If you're collecting fees and will get paid regardless, you may be tempted to charge forward. But I'm pleading with you to reconsider that for the sake of your future, your reputation, and especially on behalf of all the people who are counting on you. This is not the time to play double or nothing. When the market is at unprecedented levels, then the margin of safety is the smallest. And in this case, 
perhaps negative. This is the time to avoid risk and wait for blood to run in the streets from others' mistakes. If you keep playing double or nothing, you will eventually land on nothing. Then what will you have left to double? Speculators sometimes end up driving a Maserati and living in a mansion, but some of them wind up delivering pizzas. There's nothing wrong with delivering pizzas, but I'm guessing you are involved in the Bigger Pockets community because you want more than that. We all know that low risk leads to low returns. Correspondingly, we assume that high risk leads to high returns. But that's not true. High risk leads to the potential for higher returns and also the potential for low returns or total loss. Don't gamble with your wealth and certainly don't gamble with others' wealth. They deserve better than that. So do you and your family. Hope you enjoyed hearing that perspective. Before you go, are you interested in getting your personal finances in order? Then check out the Bigger Pockets Money Podcast, hosted by Scott Trench and Mindy Jensen. To learn how to save for big-time investments and launch yourself toward the life of your dreams. I'm Tyler, and I can guarantee you, I'll be right back here tomorrow.